Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter, Or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. Hey, so this week I'm talking to you about strategies for resilience. What is it that you can do? Why do we need to do it? Well, if you've been listening to my other podcasts, resilience has been a bit of a theme for me this month. If you miss them, do go back and check up on them. But this week, I'm talking to you about the strategies that you can use because if all areas of our life are kind of strong and calm and steady, then that provides the foundations for you to live a balanced life. And it is the Business Balance podcast after all. When your mind and body and your resilience is strong and pretty stable, then you will be strong and stable too. It forms the foundations for a, of a powerful basis for everything that you do in life. Because life is full of challenges, isn't it? And we cannot possibly avoid everything. So resilience is about that ability to be able to deal with the rough and the smooth, to be able to swerve those curved balls that come in, and get back on track. When life knocks us down, we need that bounce back ability to be able to get up again, to keep moving forward. And that's why we need to ensure that we have lots of tools and resources in our lifestyle generally. So if we begin to recognise that one area is weak or under pressure or overloaded, then we can begin to see that things fall apart. You need all areas of your life to be kind of equally strong. So think about where you have gaps. Think about what situations mean that you have wobbles or that you struggle. Or things that leave you more tired. Also notice too though, what lights you up? What leaves you feeling good? And even better, what sort of things provide this for you quickly, easily? Because fitting things into our everyday life in a life that I recognise is already really busy, fitting things in is absolutely the best way. Finding things that we actually like doing is going to make it really easier for us to fit them in. We can't always book a holiday or a spa day as much as I'd like to too. But if you're living in a place of work, or if you're living or working in a place of pressure, You won't have the time to book a holiday every time it's been a rough week or a rough day. You won't have the time to just go off to a spa day every time you're feeling a bit wobbly or overloaded or just kind of full up. And you've probably got other things you might like to spend your money on. Although for me, that might be debatable (laughs) because I'm such a sun worshipper. But hey, we need to be realistic. So relying on things like spa days and holidays, even I've had lots of clients come to me and this, you know, if they they go to the gym regularly, but then something's happened and they've not been able to get to the gym. 
So while it's a great thing to do, if something comes in the way, you know, maybe um, a bit of illness or uh, some injury or something, even just a muscle strain, it can stop them being able to do that thing that keeps that maintenance there. Which means then that you've, you're kind of losing that balance. So finding lots of different things to get that balance to boost your resilience needs to be something that, that you can do in every day, possibly that's free, that you can fit in here and there without needing to set aside specific time for it. Because let's face it, I'm not here to add more things to your to-do list. I'm here to make that massive to-do list and that pressure easier so that you do feel like you've got that balance. So here's a kind of A to Z to give you lots of ideas. There might be some things in here that you already do. Um, there might be things that you think about that you can add in that you kind of didn't realise just about the impact that it had on you, but in, in listening to me and this podcast and the, and the episodes this month that you're realising that there are some simple and easy things that you can do to bring that balance back. Some people call it being grounded. Now, when I talk about being grounded, I'm not <laughs> talking about going and sitting on the naughty step for a week, you know. It's about being, it's about feeling that sense of calm or some people might say being, you know, really connected with yourself because we can end up that we are so busy like outward looking or, you know, our head's full of all the stuff that we've got to do that we forget to sort of, you know, get that sense of, of calm and get that feeling of being... Um, noticing ourselves now this doesn't mean either that I'm going all kind of tree huggy on you honestly um but if you're aware of your your body how it feels you're aware of what's going on in your mind if that's feeling full up then you get that feeling of balance or calm or steadiness regardless of what's happening in your circumstances okay so there are some really quick and easy ways where you can feel that, that balance, that calm, that groundedness. You can call it what the hell you like, really, because I just want you to get that kind of good feeling back and that, that feeling that you can stand steady and strong, you know, or calm and focused with pretty much everything. Or you can get back to that place of being reset. Okay. So I'm calling it a bit of an A to Z, but do you know what? If some of the really alert ones of you will notice, I'm not doing one um, thing for every letter of the alphabet because that would just be too difficult. But let's start with A. So you can start with affirmations, um, you know, talking positively to yourself with calm or comforting phrases. Now, one of the common ones that I give out to people is just to take a couple of deep breaths where you're really pushing your belly out. You know, it's not just like, you know, this big deep breath, it's a bit of a sigh because that's not helpful. So a big calming deep breath. And then you just say to yourself to maybe sometimes close your eyes to shut out things around you and just say, I am calm. I am focused. I am in control. I am calm. I am focused. I am in control. And you do that three, five times and it can be surprising just what how different you feel if you just feel your whole system settling down. So I'm not talking here about some, you know, big fanciful affirmations, you know, that about say, oh, you know, wonderful new doors are opening for me or I can deal with everything that life throws at me and I can. It's not about something like that for me. It's about just bringing everything right down. 
to just feeling calm and focused. Because when you are calm and focused, you feel like you can do, you've got this, you can do this. Sometimes I just say to people, just say to yourself, I can do this. It's really simple. And this applies to anything, (laughs) reality. So think about maybe doing that. I can do that. Driving along in the car before, I probably use it particularly before school meetings because they can be a place where slightly more emotional for me. Um, I've given it to people before um, interviews, before presentations, before speaking at events, before um, going into some of their team meetings. I get a lot of people say, I struggle to speak up. So it can be things like that, places like that, that you can use it. But also if you're getting that full up feeling. Um, you can use really sensory things. So these might not be about things that you can do at work. And although I am saying them, you don't set aside lots of time, but baking or cooking. And because you've got lots of sensory with textures and smells and taste, you're bringing all your senses back on board. And that's what I mean about being in touch with kind of your body and your mind and your senses. And then um, baking in particular, if you're following a recipe, it's set out for you and you can't kind of deviate from it because of the science aspect of needing to have the right ingredients. So it's great for the kids. Um, my daughter bakes a lot when she's um, feeling wobbly. Um, but my husband, when he's pretty stressed, he comes home and cooks. He's a bit more creative, uses all the pans in the kitchen and stuff like that. But, um, you know, he comes home and cooks. So it's about getting in touch with some of those sensory things barefoot walking um this was in a pretty woman (laughs) showing me age now um and she had him you know take his shoes and socks off and walk on the grass and just get that feeling and he'd said oh I haven't done it since I was a child um but kids do it all the time I actually take kick my shoes off all the time but you can notice how the ground feels or you know how the grass is in the summer you're engaging again with nature it's quite sensory again or it just gets you in touch with the ground in that kind of grounding way. Um, chocolate, mm, had to be in there somewhere, didn't it? And I know oft, people often, you know, eat too much of the sweet stuff and things like that. Just don't overload it. You know, a bit of dark chocolate where you really notice how it tastes, how it, um, how it feels on your tongue. You know, there are some good qualities, but just not the entire massive bar or the big grab bags, please, because that will just send your sugar levels off and your anxiety will spike. Um, Citrus, when you talk to people that do do a lot of sensory integration, you know, citrus, um, so um, oranges, lemons, a lemon drink or orange, because apparently it stimulates your brain. There's a little nugget of maybe useless information. You know, if you have coffee, there's that saying, wake up and smell the coffee, isn't there? And it's there for a reason, but don't have too much of it because that caffeine releases adrenaline. Um, So whilst it'll enhance some of the sensory bits, if you're already like feeling really wired um, or really stressed, then too much coffee is going to increase your heart rate. So that's not going to be the good option. And people that go through, you know, eight, 10 cups of coffee a day, particularly from coffee shops, that's not a good plan. But you might be that you kind of sit down and you just go, right, I'm just going to drink this cup of coffee. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to smell it. I'm going to taste it. I'm going to have it while it's hot. That's a common thing that I say. Then get back on. So you you can use it as giving yourself that little break as well. Counting is really good. Um, Particularly when we count backwards from 100. So sometimes I just tell people to go 100 to 95. 
what happens is it switches us from that prefrontal cortex bit of our brain, the thinking bit of our brain, that's usually a bit overloaded and on, you know, on high alert. It switches us to a different area of our brain that does the counting. And that's a good thing because it takes us away from that pressure and stress. If you find that just 100 to 95 is too easy for you, then doing minus seven, that's kind of challenging. So that really, really focuses on the mind on counting rather than everything else. Um, So deep breathing. I already mentioned that a little bit. I do a lot of this. There's a previous episode about the benefits of breathing that you can go and look for and I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, But breathing deep down into your belly releases calming chemicals so it's a really good thing and when we're stressed and when we're anxious and when we've you know when we've uh, been on a bit of alert we tend to be a bit like (gasps) so our breathing is high up in our throats in our chest and we need it deep down similarly dancing getting you moving you know i know loads of people that go i'll just have a dance around the kitchen um, so, you know, so stick on some music. It's obviously a great exercise. It boosts your feel-good chemicals and that calms down all the stressy stuff. Disconnect from technology. You don't have to do it for long before you swear at me. Okay, just, you know, disconnect. Um, I told somebody um, to um, just cut off all the notifications so that you weren't getting the ping-ping distraction thing. Um, but take off some of the apps I say off your phone and only have it on the computer when you're working or take it off your computer so it doesn't distract you when you're working etc there are different ways to disconnect from technology for short period of time long period of time just while you're doing this thing um so just have a little think about that gardening my mum always used to go out in the garden you know, when things were difficult and so did my auntie, just get yourself out in the garden. It's very sensory. There's, you know, there's touch, there's smell, there's colours, there's textures. There's even a lot of exercise. You know, if you're digging and weeding, and God does that um, <laughs> use muscles that you forget that you have sometimes, doesn't it, if you've got a garden. If you haven't got a garden, if you're in a flat, you know, or if you, you know, just a couple of plants, don't go mad. My mum used to have loads of plants on a windowsill. It used to drive me nuts. But a couple of plants... It allows, again, it's that nature, it's that sensory stuff and um, getting out in the garden or just going for a walk in the park on nature, you know, just allows your mind to flow a bit better. Now, I talked about, you know, it's not always possible to book a spa day and things like that, but perhaps um, regularly having a massage into your sort of monthly routine or something might be something that you need. Loads of people get that tension in their neck and shoulders or some people get, it, you know, a tension in their back or somewhere, things like that. But you know what? You don't even have to get someone else. If you just rub some cream into your hands using deep pressure and slow rubbing, um, it can be really effective if you just stop to do that. I have hand cream in my loo and in my kitchen and sometimes I just make myself stop and just do that. You know, if you're in um, a hotel or if you've gone into the loo in a pub, just make yourself do that and just rub it deeply and firmly in rather than doing that kind of quick slapdash thing that we, you know, that we often do. Another thing that's really good for sort of calming the senses and and creating that kind of grounding feeling is um, a perfume or aftershave because smell is one of our first senses that comes on board when we are born 
and it can be incredibly calming and soothing for us. If you think about something like um, germaline, you know, or a particular soap perhaps that your grandma had, or um, somebody once said to me that they got, uh, you know, one of these um, high street coffees and they had the gingerbread flavour for Christmas or something and it reminded them of grandma. So it might be perfume or aftershave, it might be some other kind of smell. Um, it can be really invigorating and lift us or it can remind us of like a time or a place and it's a bit like you know when I talk to you about going to your safe place or your happy place again that's another episode I think that's my first episode but it can take you back to there so that you get all the feelings in your mind and in your body as well so it's not just you know a quick whiff um, it brings back some really calming um, sensations through you so that can be really good to just get you through I don't know say that meeting get you through that day to just bring back that calming sensation until you can do maybe some of the bigger stuff that needs to sort out the overwhelm or you know deal with that curved ball or break down some of the uh, pressure situations but these some of these things can just get you through you know until you've got time to be able to deal with stuff properly you know, but you might want to pray if that's your thing. It's still about focus. It's about belief. It's about talking to someone. It's about offloading. So if that's your thing, use it. Some people prefer to just do affirmation type things, as I've said. Running. You know, if you've listened to me a lot by now that I say, well, I run a bath, but I've got a friend that goes for a run. But it does get you into that sort of intense focus awareness it's a bit hypnotic in itself really people um, get into that zone when they're running it gives that time and that space it allows people to process stuff it actually creates what's known as a bilateral stimulation in your brain so it enables you to do that kind of processing so it's a really good thing self-hypnosis or meditation you know just where you stop and think now, the meditation is just allowing your thoughts to be there without responding to them so that you can get used to them being there. Self-hypnosis, there's lots of different ways. That example of the affirmations with the deep breath, close your eyes, just think about um, one single phrase, that could be self-hypnosis. I often guide people through, just think about from the top of your head all the way down your body to your toes about relaxing each part of your body. So it's a relaxation thing, it's a bit of self-hypnosis and then you can stay in that state as long or as short as you like. But when I teach people that, those ones in particular that end up with the um, tightness in their shoulders or in their back um, because they're all tight and tense or hunched over the desk and things, um, then you can learn to simply relax one or two areas of your body, kind of on cue really. If you really struggle with relaxing different types of your body, start by tensing it up. So hunch your shoulders up to your ears, hunch, 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 up, tight, 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 and then drop and make yourself do that. And it's that kind of opposites that then you can feel the difference and that might help you. And you can do that anywhere, walking down the street, sat at your desk, nip into the loo. But it can be the release of that tightness and that tension. Singing. Singing encourages that deep breathing. So that can calm you or it can invigorate you, whatever it is that you need. And you don't have to do it in public. I quite often stick some music on really loud in the car and have a right good sing to myself. Um, my husband sings in the shower. 
getting to know all the secrets now, aren't you? He's going to kill me if he ever listens to this podcast. Okay. But, you know, singing, you know, it just lifts the spirits. Do a Superman pose or Superwoman. Now, people do often say to me, oh, for goodness sake, you know, isn't this a bit, you know, daft? Actually, when you stand up tall and straight, feet planted apart, then, they're, you know, really in the ground, hands on your hips, uh, push your chest out, shoulders back, head tall, um, that kind of Wonder Woman, you know, or Superman, where you know, we arm in the air and things. Actually, your body picks up on cues from, uh, your brain picks up on cues from your body. So if you're hunched over, tense, you know, feeling sluggish and going, oh my God, I feel so terrible and all sort of hunched and slumped, your brain picks up on those cues and goes, oh my God, you know, we've got a problem. So if you stand tall and proud and shoulders back and, and you know, Wonder Woman, Superman, whatever it is, your brain picks up on those cues as well and follows that with some of these sort of feel-good chemicals. So that's another great thing to do. Obviously, the other thing is sleep. Make sure you get enough sleep. You know, we're all absolutely shattered, um, useless when we're shattered, so get some sleep. If a power nap works for you, good. Some people I know, they sleep in the middle of the day and then it spoils the rest of the day. So that's really not a good plan. You know, don't adopt that one, but then maybe get yourself off to bed earlier. Um, you know, take the electronics out of the bedroom. Listen to some thing that's going to help you get off to sleep take a shower now it's this is not just to take a shower this is a bit like me saying go and have a bath it's not because you're mucky (laughs) or you smell um when you're in the shower you can make notice how the water feels on various parts of your body so then you begin to notice that tension you know or if you've kind of disconnected a little bit from various parts because you've been a bit like well i'll just shut that down because i have to do this whereas when you're back in touch with everything You've got that balance again and you've got that self-awareness and then you, you've you got all of those clues so that you can catch yourself before things get too much. Visualisation. Now I've talked a bit in the other in the other episodes about visualising offloading. Visualising, you know, chucking all this weighty stuff out into a balloon or into a boat and things like that. Or if you want to get that sort of grounded, calm, solid feeling again, you know, visualise yourself being strong and steady, you know, on the earth that you've got those solid foundations or being the way that you want to be. Now, you know that I'm going to mention this one. Walking the dog. Well, if you don't have a dog, you just have to walk (laughs) on your own with your friends. You know, just take yourself off for 10 minutes or longer if you can. Sometimes it's just that walk to the shop to get a sandwich, you know, but disconnect from your phone and things like that and just allow your thoughts to just go through your mind without them being overloaded. But just walk, move. It helps everything to calm down. Writing in a journal or a diary, getting things out of your head and on paper is great. It's one of my top tips for overwhelm. And then you can see everything there, but you've also done a bit of offload again. Writing a journal can be helpful. If, you know, there's one person in particular or one situation in particular that's really bothered you, then, um, you know, writing a letter to that person can be really good, but don't send it. Okay. And we're not quite at Z, but we're at Y. So yoga is really great for breathing, for focus, for body awareness. And obviously it's a fantastic bit of exercise too. 
So I really hope that all of those things give you some ideas. I'd love to know what you do. So do drop me an email or get in touch with me via my website at www.emmalankton.com. If you've really got no idea what to do, what will help you, um, or how to kind of get clear to begin to work on these things, then get in touch. Let's book a call and we'll talk about how my coaching can help you know exactly what works for you, how you manage your resilience, your stresses, your overwhelm. So you can be really confident in dealing with life's challenges and curved balls and keep yourself right on track. And the links for all of that are in the show notes. And if you've liked this episode, please do share it with people or go over to iTunes and leave me a review. And then I'll see you again on the next episode. Bye for now.